Welcome everybody to another dumb podcast. <laughs> I am Brad C. Uh, wow is all I have to say about this next one that we got for you today. Episode 45, 45th. We thought we would make it. Nobody. All right. Um, so there's going to be a lot of new listeners here on this one, I'm, I'm sure. Um because I'm sure our next guest here is going to bring quite a few new listeners, so I'll just bang this out right now. Um, uh, first of all, I want to say sorry to uh, Jake Cranfield, Jacob Sailors, and uh, you know Dustin Dietz. Just want to let y'all know I'm sorry that I didn't let you in on the, on the Bracket Dan uh, podcast, and it wasn't because I, I don't think y'all would be good with the, the whole podcast, but... Uh, you know what? Um, kind of just wanted Dan to feel comfortable talking and kind of do this one on one, and it turned out to be just amazing, just the way it turned out. So, I uh, <laughs> if I didn't let it know, uh, yeah, the, today's guest is uh, Bracket Dan, uh, Dan McDowell from thirteen ten, the Ticket, ninety six seven, as they say. Yeah, uh, this this couldn't have gone any better. Um, I don't, at least in my mind, I don't think this podcast, I mean, obviously could have gone better with like a different host and one that knows how to broadcast, but this is, you know, they can get Dan on and hopefully they can have as good a podcast as I did, but you know, I am who I am and I can't apologize for that. So, um, yeah. And I, I for any criticisms about this podcast, uh, bring it. Let me know about them. Put them in the comments. Leave, leave five stars. <laughs> Just let me know. I mean, it's uh, I got nothing. Uh, I'm not short of criticism, especially the things that we talked about in the podcast because we did. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how long this is going to this uh, intro is going to go, but I'll. Um, uh, read read the uh, the show notes and I'll put in like timestamps of when everything's gonna go, like when this intro stops and when uh, the first part of the podcast is going to be Dan and me speaking about the ticket. This is a, this is gonna be kind of like a uh, Pulp Fiction podcast. It's gonna kind of jump around a little bit, but uh, the first part of the podcast is actually the second part, and the second part of the podcast is actually the first part of the podcast. Um, the reason is, is out of nowhere, I have no idea how it happened. It kind of just organically happened. Me and Dan just started having a political conversation. And so, um, that was fun. Uh, Dan, obviously, um, you could tell in the podcast, he didn't feel like he didn't feel super comfortable talking politics. I, I don't think Dan's, um, I mean, this is just not his, like, this isn't his game as being, you know, he's not on WA, uh, WBAP talking politics. It's not his game. I think he's interested in some sense, but only to a degree. So we just had a nice, friendly conversation. That's all I could say about it. Uh, some people will disagree with me. Some people will disagree with, with Dan. But I think we had something pretty special in the sense of, we had a what I called a good faith conversation, a conversation of two people who don't exactly think 
alike, but we still had a good conversation and no one yelled at each other, no one called each other stupid. It was just a good conversation. And but that's going to be the second half. Um it's no big deal. Um he just kind of felt <laughs> you'll you'll listen to the podcast, but I thought it was a great conversation. I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope you follow me at I am Brad C. Hope you follow I mean, you can obviously follow Bracket Dan at Bracket Dan, uh, another dumb pod. And please feel free to throw a dollar into the guitar, uh, the guitar case that I'm that I have. Uh, it's in the link in the thing. You know, it's just support the podcast. We appreciate it. If you do, if you don't, uh, leave a five star review. I don't know. Uh, we also have other interviews. Uh, we have. The one with uh, Bob Sturm. Obviously, we have one with Grego. We have uh, Mark Followell. Uh, we have one with TC. There's one with Julie Dobbs. It's a very short one, but uh, it's it's still legit. Uh, is that all I'm thinking? Of? We have one with uh, Kevin Turner. And I think that might be all the ones. And uh, Shelly Luther, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, I hope you all enjoy the podcast. It's uh, This one was, again, for the P1s, uh, the ones that like me. The ones who don't, you know, this is for you. No, I'm just playing. Y'all can listen too. But I uh, I greatly appreciate it, and I hope y'all enjoy. Thank you. Another dumb podcast. And now we're going to, this is the start of the podcast. Hey, Dan, we didn't just record 15 minutes and uh, didn't talk politics. Are you going to listen to the the politics at the end? That's a very good idea. That might have been nearly an hour, man. Uh, I, I got my recorder on. It's at 51 minutes. Fifty-one, unbelievable! Yeah. It's that you that you talked fifty-one you minutes. Wa- <laughs> you know what you might want to do? Just never put that out. <laughs> I'm fine. I just wanted to talk to you, and I just felt like you and I were talking. And maybe I'll put it behind the paywall. I don't know. And I'll send you the I'll send you the check. Yeah, I, I feel I feel uncomfortable. Why do you feel I guess uncomfortable? I just uh, feel uncomfortable ever talking politics. I suppose. Oh, it's it's fine. Just because I don't know anything about it. I really don't. I was, and I'm sure I'm uninformed. And no, you know. I mean, I mean, I would say you're not, not, not an uninformed, but you're. This isn't your realm. Like it's. I'm not an expert. Like I am at sports. I'm just a you're sports, sports guy. Like if I want to talk sports, I'm calling Dan. But if I wanted to know about like the next healthcare plan, do you think I'm going to call Dan? No, no, no. No offense. Does that hurt your feelings? <laughs> I have a pretty good fantasy healthcare team. <laughs> All right. So uh how's how's bad radio going? How how do you feel like it's going? Personally, I feel it's going great. Good. I really love Jake. And I think you know, I think we're doing we're trying to do a bunch of bits and keep things fresh. We're trying to change things up yet keep kind of the same thing you know we're just it's weird 
if we went to another station and just started doing a, no, a show blank, it would be a lot different, I think. Okay. But we had we had a a machine that worked in a certain way, and I like a lot of the things the way things are, and I think he does too. But I also want him to. I want it to be us, because Bob and Dan are a certain thing and a certain brand, and that's why one of the things I've really been we've been thinking about a lot is changing the name, just because bad radio to me means Bob and Dan. It's an acronym. It's uh, not just a definition. It's an acronym. Blah blah blah. But uh, it it you know the open I love, love the format of the open. I love playing old clips. I don't want to lose that, but I kind of want to throw everything out the window. Uh, you know, I love doing picks on Friday. I love doing Homer call, and those are all great things that have been you know, done for nearly 20 years. So would it be just dumb to throw all that away and just try and start new stuff, which we would have to do if we went somewhere else. So since we didn't and we have the built-in, you know, ticket, it's, it's, it's just a weird thing. But I think right now I think things are going well and I'm having a lot of fun and I love it. And I love that me and Bob are awesome friends because Bob's, the greatest guy ever he was awesome to work with and we were able to somehow you know have a midlife crisis without a big blow up and a breakup and and animosity we we get to both have new wives and just to try to carve a new thing yet we're still working together all the time and it's kind of great because if things didn't work out, we could always work together again. We know we have something that's really established. And how cool would that be, perhaps, if, you know, the return of Bob and Dan? I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, well, what I what I think you might be talking about is, have you ever seen the documentary for uh, for Jerry Seinfeld? What, I can't remember what it's called now. Comedian. The, Okay, so you can exactly Jerry what I'm Seinfeld comedian. I'm big into that. Yeah, the uh, the basically he threw out his entire act and restarted it. Yeah, and they had one episode. Uh, he did an HBO special where it was the final. Yeah, yeah. He, the last time you'll hear these jokes. Yeah, the last time we hear these jokes, and it's like you you feel comfortable as the bad radio, as you know, doing Homer call and all these things, but in a sense of going full on fresh you would you'd be super uncomfortable correct <laughs> i mean yeah but it but it would have it turns out to be like the most amazing thing ever that you do but it's in but what if we change <clears throat> things up oh yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not convincing you cuz I, I think it's an interesting thought process that you had that like wow what if we just stopped everything that we were doing for the last some odd years and just redid everything like like Seinfeld did that in that documentary and you see you see one of the best comedians ever watching him in New York bombing on a stage it's amazing to watch and him fighting through it and 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 then he eventually gets to something amazing and so I don't know that's an interesting yeah. thought no it's 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 the conundrum yeah we absolutely what do you do and I almost think <laughs> 
a little of it in coming in is good and bad for Jake because he can come into a thing that's already kind of working. He's been a part of it. He's been a big part of it. Yeah, for many years. Yeah, he's been there for almost half the time that we've been on the air. So he's a huge part of things. But, you know, it's it's a different start to a on-air or, uh, you know, hosting at the ticket career than I had where I got to come in with a uh, – you know, a totally fresh thing and with a, a different, you know, two guys who were not regular on-air guys or, you know, hosts on the ticket. I guess Bob was there a few months before I was, but still, you know, hadn't been established as what we were yet, and we got to develop it together. So if Jake was coming in, let's say, to do a – him and Saroy get paired up to do a show, it would certainly be different, you know, because they would just be totally fresh. Every bit would be brand new. The, whatever open they had would be, you know, totally different. Um, so it's weird for him probably to not be able to, and that's part of what I, I think might be important going forward is, you know, get a new name, new songs coming out of break or, or the o- new open song. I don't know. We're just, that's stuff we are working on behind the scenes and answers that we have trouble, you know, coming up with those answers to determine, should we do this change? When should we do this change? How would that be received? Would it be a lot better? And maybe in the long run, it doesn't really matter because it's just going to be me and him talking anyway. And we're just talking about the bells and whistles, the the frosting on the cake. Uh, So it's just, you know, shit we think about. Oh, that's, that's, that's fascinating, and I guess I mean it's, it's not old news. I mean, obviously, you just said you and Bob are just y'all are good friends. I mean, it's it's nothing. It's not a Grego or Grego and and Mike Reiner type thing. It's uh, it it's split up, and it's not a contentious thing. Uh, do you think it ever was while y'all were together? Did it ever feel like you're like is this stale? Is this where does where's this going or anything like that? Yeah, definitely in twenty years had periods like that. And they were periods I could never have dreamed of. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. getting into radio I had never heard of when I got to the ticket, I was flabbergasted that these guys have been doing shows together for five years in a row. And that was an amazing run of longevity to me. And, you know, highly rated for five years in a row. And so I was thinking that would be great success if if indeed I could pull off, we could work for five years and do pretty well. So for 20, the, the, the problem, if we ever had problems, it was the greatest problem to have is we're, gosh, we're kind of doing the same thing here getting great ratings, but what else could I do in life? Is this all there is in life? But but we're at a great spot. Like, we're doing really good in the number five market in the country, and, you know, what more could you want? You know, and I was thinking, should I, you know, what if I tried writing or something or, you know, it, it was just the, the matter of things were going so great. So it could way be worse, you know? <laughs> it, it's the best problem you could ever have is things are going so well. It's almost easy. And, uh, you know, we, we had a formula that's, that's working and it's fun. And 
but I guess that's the thing that always knocked me out of any thought of that, even if it was for a short time in year 12 or whatever, is that even every day, it's the same thing, but it's there's always different crazy news. There's always a different sport you can jump to. You're not just announcing, you know, I always tell Bob, he would not be happy as the play-by-play guy for the stars or I, because I, I, his mind especially is so, you know, he's got to have soccer. He's got to have, he's got to have something new all time. He's always, you know, he went through a chess phase. He's going through this phase. He's, he, you know, we, we have ADD type thing. Oh yeah. And so he, you know, I, I, I think that's what makes our job cool and keeps it fresh is even though it's this kind of the same template, there's so many different things we can do within that. And that's that's why it's so awesome to be at the ticket. You don't you're not regular sports radio. You're not regular any radio. And that's what's really fun. You didn't lose me. Hold on. I'm just, <laughs> I'm on my phone. I wanted to Messing check. with the video? No, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> if, if my battery was going to die, then I would want to stop real quick. Um, so whenever Bob left, I don't know if you've ever explained this. Was your thought process uh, thought process like, oh, damn, we're not going to be Bob and Dan anymore? Or was it, huh, maybe this would be something kind of a new venture and something different i i I wonder if it maybe it was all well maybe it was both those but it had to have been in a sense i i got from it you go well it's good that jake gets his spot that he rightfully earned and then you know i'm not saying i I think dan you're you're a great broadcaster you also got tag teamed with one of the best sports guys in the business. I mean, that's that that's amazing too. And you go, wow, yeah. I mean, he Bob is going to be great at at drive time. So, w- where was your thought process whenever you full on? You're like, okay, Bob is going to be at a, on a different show at a different time. Yeah, when they first, when the first, you know, when Mike Reiner retired or left the ticket, because I don't think he's retired. I think he's made that pretty clear. That, you know, we thought Jake would go to the hard line. And it would, we were concerned with finding a new producer. Right. That's what me and Bob were working on for a while. And when they, they came up with the idea, eventually, the suits... Uh, what if we did this? What if we move Bob to afternoon? Now, afternoon can stay strong. You know, afternoon, Mike Reiner is a heavy, that's a big shoes to fill. He's just his name. Uh, Bob's name is growing as well. You know, he's pretty, he does a lot of different things. You know, he does dabble in some play-by-play and writing and this and that. And, you know, he's, uh, like you said, awesome sports guy. Uh, what if we What if we did that? And then you, their thought was, the hard line will kind of become totally different. You guys, noon to three, can kind of stay very similar to what you've been, although losing Bob's voice is, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, seconds in the day. But you can 
kind of maintain a similar thing. Jake is pretty sportsy kind of guy. Uh, he's a morph, you know, he does, does it all type thing. He does it all and does it all well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but he's been there. So bad radio won't change that much. You can still have your benchmarks. You can still have this and that. Uh, and yeah, at first it was, it was very sad. I, that weekend thinking about it because we built that thing, the, you know, we came in and it's a lot easier to come in and do well on the ticket middays than it would have been any other radio station in Dallas. Cause the ticket has built in the musers are a machine. The hard lines a machine. You just have to kind of swim along with them. That's why we stayed back when we were getting offers from one Oh five, three. What was it? Eight years ago now, seven, I don't know. I looked at well, it. Two, I looked at it as 2013. I realized. Okay, seven. Yeah. So I'm actually good in my memory. You which are is very, very good. COVID is COVID didn't take that out even more than uh, Pod has over the years. <laughs> but uh, you know that was one of the main. We realized a lot of our success, all of it, was due to being put in the middle of these awesome radio shows and the numbers that they already have for you, you just don't have to lose too many of them. Uh, don't, don't lose too many listeners midday and you're probably going to have really good ratings. Uh, but then we built, you know, a, a thing that was separate from how the rest of the ticket sounds. You know, the musers had their unique sound and the Hardline had their unique uh, sound. And I think we built something that was our thing that you said that well that's identifiably them that's different than these other guys and it seemed to you know seemed to be well received and so it was sad yeah that man this thing we've worked hard to build you they want to change it they want to break it up because uh, we thought well maybe they could move us to drive time oh or yeah maybe yeah. they would you know we're a ready-made show that's already uh you know, hitting on all cylinders, uh, we'll add an hour and, and that'll be fine. It's, we could do that. And that, I guess that was probably thought of behind the scenes and, you know, for whatever reason they said, no, let's keep, we want to keep, it's still the musers and Norman Donovan and bad radio and, and the Hardline. It's still the same lineup. We still got all that branding that we've also been working on for 20 years. So, uh, but I don't remember if this is this question or the last one because I'm Just, giving you long, drawn-out answers. You're ranting. It's good. I but like it. it's but yeah. Then it was, you know, as we talked about a little bit. Hey, maybe this could be. This could just be fresh. It's something, like I said, you're in a midlife crisis. Instead of uh, getting a divorce, it's your wife is saying, "Hey, let her move in. Let her." <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> you. You could tag her, and I'll I'll tag this other dude. Right? We cool. We'll just live in separate rooms. But we'll hang together, and exactly. We still got the kids, and you know, if just Bob left and went to another station, or if just I left, that'd be some scary territory. But it's it's we have this parachute we could pull that. Well, if if it failed, we could just go back together and work together again. It's because we know that's a success, but. Uh, you know, we think we both put a lot into what we do. So, you know, it might be a success, might just work and, and it'll be fun, just fresh and new and something different. And oddly enough, as I go back to when I said, 
I think their theory was the hard line's going to be way different. Bad radio will stay the same. It feels like I'm almost in my head feeling that it's going the opposite way. The hard line has definitely said we're keeping the name the hard line. They still do e-news. They still do community quick hits. They certainly a, a more influx of sports with Bob. Uh, maybe do a little less, you know, Steely Dan talk. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you know, ours is the thing where we're in our mind wanting to change more uh, to to get a you know to get a new identity because we are two new guys. They're not two new guys. Two new guys chemistry, I guess that's that we're building and that's coming through the airwaves with, with Dan and Jake instead of, uh, you know, Jake just chiming in now and again or whatever. Uh, you're getting to know him even more and more and more every day. We peel a layer of that onion, uh, which is awesome, which is delicious, this onion. So I don't even remember what the question was. I just kept talking. No, I? no. Well, it, I feel like you, you answered it. I feel like you... When I talked to Bob about this, I, I brought up the term. It was like things were getting a little stale, and not in a bad thing. It's just that's just way the world is. I mean, you you go in there and it's all right. It's homework call day, and we've got to do this and this. And now you have this new thing, and all right, now we've got to try and make this work. You've got to you've got to go out and you get up every. I mean. Just being honest, you probably got up and just like I got to go do bad radio, and I I know how to do bad radio. You you could do bad radio with with the flu. I mean, you you could do it, you know, standing on your head. Where now you have another guy, and I'm not saying it's that much. I, I mean, it is different. You feel still feel comfortable with with Jake, but now Bob's got to go try to try a chemistry with with. Dan Paul and and Corby and that's see how that's see that how that's going. So I'm just saying in the sense of now you have a challenge and and I I I'm not saying you got to uh redo the whole show, but I think that it's an interesting idea that like hey, why don't we just drop this one and then do something completely new that'll you know, some idea that you've had maybe for years that you never thought you could do with Bob and maybe that fits better with, with uh, Jake, something like that. And it, it, it almost gets your, uh, creative juices flowing, I guess. <laughs> and you can kind of do something new and fresh. And that's how I kind of felt when the lockdown first started and all oh, sports yeah. were canceled. Yeah. Now you had to do a show. It was, yeah. it was much more difficult. I mean, right away it was more difficult to do a show without Bob for sure. Just because he, again, we, you said, you know, it might be stale, but it was just a formula. It's a thing. Okay, we do this, 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 this. This is how we do it. And, you know, we both are prepped, severely prepped. And, and to do a show just starting with Jake with sports was more difficult for sure. Now it feels a lot better than it did back in March. Or I would say easier just because I guess we know each other a little more. Uh, but then COVID hit and the lockdown, and it made you have to really scramble to try and do different stuff. And it was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Just as far as something fresh and new and just different in life. I, I don't want it again. I, I feel like it was a good stress test to be like, 
okay. fun little period. Now and you maybe it'll be good okay. in the long run. I want you to do a radio show for I can't remember how they the how long a few months here, and you can't talk about. Well, I mean, I guess you could talk about sports, but there's no, going to be no sports for for a foreseeable future. Can you still make an entertaining show? And that's that's kind of scary and interesting and those type of things. Yeah, I feel like it would kind of it thrust you into situations where you're like, oh man, did, and let's try to make something good out of this. And yeah, I, you know, <laughs> my good friend Matthew McConaughey would say that it it was yellow light or a green or a red light, perhaps. I thought it was a blue a, light. A, no, 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 these oh, are yellow or red, <laughs> and those are things that 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 were slowing us down that that allowed us right. to get the green lights, which are happening now. So it built us. It, you have to go through the yellow lights and maybe get stopped by a red light now and again mm. to really appreciate the green light. Oh, damn. I just read his book. Oh, you did? It's called Green Lights. Wow. You can purchase it on Amazon today. Okay. Or since we're buddies, I'll just lend you mine. All right. Sounds good. I'll come over. Well, I, I'm I'm out of town right now, so I'll come get it in a couple months. So um, what else? Was, oh, uh, I know what I want. Don't ever to, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive through Grapevine. I don't care what you say. Um. So Bob, you split up. I, I got my notes here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That I wrote ten minutes before the podcast. Um, and I am working with Bob too. Again, I did love it, and everybody has ups ups and downs times and and arguments. I've had arguments with Jake, but I couldn't have been paired with anybody better. I think. I think my, I think Bruce Gilbert did a great job on props finding two guys who were not from here. It was it's a ballsy move. Props to Bruce and for you those know. who don't know, because I, I think Bruce might have been whenever before I even fully was like every day, every minute listening. I think he might have already been gone. Cat was already. In. He was our PD in '99. I think was gone by '02. Yeah, that was. I wasn't listening in high school. At least not as much as I was when I was out of high school. So, um, and this is a. I hope you're willing to talk about this because I did. I did mention this question uh, at the last ticket stock, which is weird. Will we ever? Have, will we have a ticket stock this year? Have they already canceled that? They have not canceled it. We've been discussing off-air, kind of, you know, had an, uh, an initial meeting just, well, what could we do? Could we do, what were the rooms called? I can't remember where we had some Q&As. Could we do that on Zoom, some kind of an exclusive thing? I could we, you know, could we, out, could we be out there but not have fans there, have people there? Would that make sense? Right. Uh, could we do a concert? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got the antibodies, so uh, I'll, I'll go. Screw anywhere. all y'all! Yeah, you're ready to go. Uh, It'll be just me at Ticketstock. So, if you do go to Ticketstock and the world is back to normal, uh, there was a room that uh, my cell phone was taken from me, which was very strange uh, to sit in a room with no cell phone. I don't know when that happens. If maybe if I'm go get, going to get an X-ray, uh, that would be the only time. But uh, I was in one of those rooms, and I got to ask you a question. And it was about in 2013 when y'all uh, were basically gonna y'all were gone. Y'all were going to be gone to the fan. Um, I guess let's let's relive that because I I think even now like 
current listeners probably don't even know this story. Um, that y'all were coming up to an end of a contract and y'all were like, well, we're going to go talk to the fan and they gave, um, uh, you explain it better than I do. You, you lived it. No, by the way, did you know that that, well, you don't remember me, but, uh, I, I asked that question and, and by the way, my question was the best one out of that Q and a, I'm going to say, you right think? Here. Oh, absolutely. Hands it down. wasn't who's line four guy. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I was like, shut up. He's not going to tell you. And people have already asked me, like, uh, we just want to know who line four guys. He's not, he's not going to tell you that that's, that would defeat the purpose of line four guy. I mean, why would you even ask that? Or asking uh Chappie what his picks are. I'm like, come on, man. You could call <laughs> in and ask that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of remember your question to tell you the truth. Yeah. I, uh, this is the question I asked was about 2000, uh, 2013 when y'all were going to leave. And I, I, I learned a lot of interesting things. So go right ahead. Let's relive that moment. Well, first off, you should know Cumulus was run by somebody different at that time. They had a different philosophy, I guess. And they, you know, we had an agent at that time, and they, uh, we wanted to, look, we want to stay at the ticket. I want to stay at the ticket. It's poor negotiating for me to say, I hope to stay at the ticket again next time our contract is well, up. That, well, that's like if you're going into a house to go buy it, you don't go around going, I love this house. You go, right. yeah, this house is all right. I mean, it's got that broken thing over there. I'll, I'll give you a little bit for it. But you can't go in there in the negotiation going, come on, I'll do anything to stay here. You can't do that. Yeah. Right. And uh, the person at the top of the company who was doing the negotiating with the agent uh, you know, we said, hey, let's stay. We've been, I don't know, it was, the ratings were real good back then, and it was number one every book for five years except for, you know, six books, which were number two, something like that. It was silly, silly how, how high the, the numbers were. And just, you know, tiny bump, something, just don't be crazy insulting you know, just something small. Doesn't even have to be the cost of living, but just make it seem like we're getting a, a little bit of a raise for being really good for five years. And uh, let's let's can we do that? And I'm pretty sure the way it went was we were offered a pay cut, <laughs> and it was hey, you know, radio isn't what it used to be, and the numbers are, are not lining up here, and uh, but. Uh, the agent was saying, well, really, that just seems very odd. I represent guys across the nation and for somebody whose numbers are this high. And he said, well, look, I'm evaluating the situation. I see other couple other sports stations in town that aren't going to they, – they wouldn't be offering them anything. They have families and young kids in school. They don't want to move. So they were just playing – you know, I guess it was business, right? They were just right. saying – that's what I think the the market is for these guys, and you know, blah blah blah. So we're like, ah, man, it's truly a bummer. That's uh, not the way we thought this would go. It, it isn't the way it's gone before, and uh, it, it actually wasn't the way it it went recently. As different management is at the very very top of the company, and but uh, they said. 
you know, so our agent went searching a little bit, went a little sniffing, and yeah, there was another station that said, yeah, we, boy, really, they, they leave, and it, it, we sincerely said, you know, I don't want to go do this to uh, drive up the ticket's price. That's not the point of this. So we, you know, talked to each other, and we're actually had kind of come to terms with. I think we could leave. We're just, it sucks, but I guess that's the way it is. That's the way, you know, you're sports free agent or something. It just seems wrong that they would just draw this line in the sand and, and they stuck to it. And then, you know, eventually we did kind of get offered, uh, you know, we get, didn't get kind of offered. We were offered and, uh, it came right down to the very last day, as you perhaps remember, that we at Ticket Stock were kind of saying our goodbyes. Uh, by the way, I was there. Not Ticket Stock. No, it was Summer, it Bash. Was Summer Bash. And by the way, uh, full disclosure, whenever you took your, your selfie, this was going to be your last selfie on the ticket, I was in the pool with my legs in, and I was in, that, I was in the, the photo, which I'll have to find. Hugged Mike Reiner. It was very sad. No, it was, it was Well, you know what's funny is... I was there, and I had no idea. And then I woke up the next morning, and I saw Bob and Dan are leaving the ticket. And I go, "What? I was and just, I was just there. Everything's fine." The <laughs> offer was, the offer that was made was for significantly more money. Significantly life changing. Uh, pay off house, sure, yeah. There we go. Not, you know, not. Crazy, crazy, but uh, now it was for less years, as I recall, but more money for sure. Let's say the same money on both, but less years. Right. And all upfront and guaranteed type thing. No, nothing tied into it as far as having to, you know, have certain ratings or, or whatever. And then the numbers were if you did get certain ratings, that would just make it silly, the the conscious. So it was it was significant, and it was just a very difficult weekend to try and get through. And it was at the eleventh hour type thing. It ended up with us talking to uh, a boss we had here, doing some negotiating instead of the agent talking to the guy in Atlanta. It was you know us talking here. Um, kind of saying, you know, we don't want it to go down like this. We, in the end, we just don't. We, what can we do? You know, and like I said, we had talked to obviously Musers and Hardline and just the guys around the station, uh, saying half goodbyes, but also with the, uh, they're, they're asking us if we could somehow bend, which, it's a little weird. I almost wish they could have also maybe approached management and said that same thing, but I don't think management in Atlanta was listening to anybody. They, no. That's the thing. Yeah. So uh, those mattered to us, the, the pleas made by our coworkers who I think we've been riding on their shoulders to that point, uh, to a certain extent. Like I said, I even if we had done the exact same show, but it was on ESPN radio, would it have ever been as received received as well, you know, with the numbers? And I don't think so. 
just because you have built in. You have a built in powerhouse. That morning show is awesome. Mike Reiner and, and the afternoon, you know, all of those guys. I shouldn't just say Mike, but, you know, they <laughs> yeah. their numbers were awesome. So to be able to have that, as I said, if we just didn't lose too many, we're going to get some pretty good ratings. So that meant a lot to us. And in the end, it was, well, we still have a nice house. It won't be paid off. Uh, just trying to envision ourselves, well, what if we see, you know, the ticket table out at the Super Bowl while we're over at this other table? It just didn't feel right. You know, it's, it, and I suppose it's, you know, we, it's, it's not sports or it's not a, 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 a you know, in the NFL or something where your career does have a shelf life that might be over once your physical skills start to diminish in a few years. So you might have to get every single dollar you can when you're in that position. But it was a thought of, well, long term, this station will still be good in 10 years. Will that other station still be a sports station? Uh, you know, so it, we then whatever came to an agreement where Actually, the first year of the new contract did end up being a pay cut from the year before. So we showed them, <laughs> most, but we ended up... I'm sorry, but most odd uh, <laughs> negotiating tactics I've ever seen. <laughs> so From us? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying well, to yeah, be mean. No, uh, we didn't... Yeah. We did not... You didn't give them the business, for sure. We didn't win, but we won. Cause yeah, exactly. In the end, we... And probably... Poor negotiating. It certainly is, and because we, you know, they might have been right in the first place that these guys don't want to leave. And uh, in the end, is it is it better just long term happiness and uh, working with friends? Like they're legitimately our friends. Not we don't just they're not just our coworkers that we uh, mix with now and again. Right. Like, I, I love all those guys, all of them. I loved going to the compound. I loved Super Bowl week. I love all the stuff we do together. So that's been the bad part of the COVID is we don't interact a lot anymore. So it, it was that. It was quality of uh, your personal life uh, over paying off your house right away. Yeah. Well, you don't think that uh, we're going to talk in hypotheticals and what ifs, but um, I feel like uh, I think I've actually talked to Ben about this, that they would have actually been willing to go, I think, to n like noon and or morning or whatever, and they would have given you all drive time. Did you ever hear that? That was not the plan going in the plan going in and certainly it would have been a uh, the salary that we were making would have changed their structure and you would say well you have to put that in drive time you're paying them all that money yeah because they're making more so we're going to have to but at least the initial thought their their plan our plan was okay you're going to go noon to three and we're going to hope the dallas fort worth radio market just continues their regular listening pattern which is you know listen to the musicers in the morning the hard line in the afternoon and bad radio noon to three mm -hmm. 
I'm not to throw Norman Donovan. You know, they obviously Norman Donovan too. But that was, you know, the main. If if all four of those shows are number one, we're going to be happy because we can. We now have one of them, so we'll keep you noon to three. Possibly in the future, we'll we'll take a reassess things, and perhaps you would move. Uh, but at this point, don't move and just go up against the powerhouse hardline. Move and go up against whatever the ticket throws in from noon to three. We think we'll win, and then we'll see how that goes, and then go in the four. Yeah. And I'm not saying that. Uh, I think you still would have had some. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long uh, Ben and Skin would have stayed. And it, it's kind of again, you're kind of going off of hypothetical. I mean, you don't know. After a while, you'd have been like, "All right, can we go back to the ticket?" <laughs> like if you ever, if you ever went there, you'd be like, "All right, can we just head back?" And I paid the house off. Let me let me go back to the ticket. But I mean, I wouldn't say you're you're chemistry with like Ben and Skin or even you know uh, I, who knows which one of those shows would have stayed or which one of them would have been kicked to the side either G-Bag or, or New School I mean I think y'all would have been fine regardless but I mean it is true in a sense that though there's that chemistry with the ticket that is you can't even compete against it's not even the same thing with them you would agree. Yeah, and that was a concern, too, if we right. went, you know, part of our decision, too. Let's say we go, and now we're the, the ticket turncoats to the ticket fans. Ah, so the okay. ticket not tuning over because these are the guys, you know, there's a lot of ticket just diehards, and it's great. I think you're really in be, your head, though. I, as a, as to a, be embraced by the ticket diehard is, yeah, is true, an awesome true. thing. So, but as a Bob uh, and Dan listener, I would have definitely just flipped. I would have flipped over. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I you don't, don't think hundred percent of people. Oh, absolutely would have. not. Yeah, I. I and there's, I, there's some I, yeah. people that listen to the ticket because they love Mike Reiner from the '80s. You know. Or, <laughs> the, the funnier part was when Bob uh, he went to three to seven, and a lot of people were like, "Who? Who are you again?" Like, because they only listen from three to seven. Like, they don't even know who you are. Dan. Right, which is really weird <laughs> it's very for strange. a guy who's been there twenty years. That's so strange. Or like they they probably know of you, but they don't really they don't really know you. Yeah, in a very real sense, Bob had a very it's gotta be a tougher thing for Bob to have moved than for me to stay. Right, exactly. Because he's now, you know, working on chemistry with those guys, although we have chemistry because we're friends. Of course. You know, Bob golfs with Corby uh when we go on road trips. He's you know but they're trying to he's fitting into their show and all that kind of stuff but he's pretty good radio guy so he'll you know he i knew he could figure things out or they would all they're all good radio guys and they could figure things out and my lauding bob is almost i feel like in my head right now i overthink a lot of things uh but i don't want that to i guess i just don't want people to think Bob and I, would it be me and Bob or Bob and I? Bob and I. Had some kind of animosity or or whatever, uh, or were pleased, you know, real happy to break up or whatever. But No, I don't uh, think that's, I don't, I, I don't think that's at all what I we're don't, getting. I also yeah. don't want to diminish Jake because I really, really love what I'm doing now. Right. If they said tomorrow, we're going to, we don't think this is working, we're going to switch it back. I would be upset. Absolutely. So, 
but I was also upset when they first said we should make this change. I don't. I do fear change. I am afraid of uh, anything being different. Uh, but I've. So why aren't you a Trump supporter? I'm just joking. Anyway, that's right. No, I right because they're changing to Biden. This is uh, it's too much. And they're they're taking down the barricade. Uh, I, I love barricades Gosh, around the. Put those boards back up on those windows. Gosh. Right. So, um, well, I, I but, hope. But I do. But working with Jake is is great, and I kind of like the. It is invigorating a bit. Work the developing a new show or trying new ideas and. You know, he's coming up with a ton of stuff all the time. Uh, should we try this? Should we try this? Should we do this? Whatever. It's, you know, within, it's hard sometimes to change within the structure that we already kind of have built. But, uh, you know, back to, should we, you know, now we should change the name and just kind of do a bunch of different stuff. I don't know. Hmm. We're thinking about changing the name and announcing it on the, our one year anniversary. Oh, you really? Like that idea? So that would be, f- so. Sometime in February? I think February 11th. Fe- oh, yeah. really? Okay. Because uh, then it would be after football season. You know, what if we did it this week on Thursday? That would seem weird, right? Right in the middle of football yeah. season. and now I'm trying to think of names. Uh, so, the DJ show. I what do you think of the hang zone? The ha- so, you're going with the hang zone. Okay. No, I don't know. Uh, no, no, I know. I, I, Super Bad Radio is a big uh, player. Yeah. Uh, the hang zone is a, is a player. Uh, something really weird that I haven't even thought of. Though the hang like zone pan, is like a little panties. bit. The hang zone is a little bit close to the hard line. So there's an H thing. So I'm sorry. I'm getting in your own head. So you're getting what? <laughs> I'm getting oh, in, your in my own head. head. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> a concern. My wife said, "Boy, you really think so? Uh, would anybody ever have a connotation of uh, you know lynching?" I'm like, "What?" what? <laughs> Hey, you gotta think about those things these days. <laughs> I, go, I don't think that's what they called them back not, in the day. <laughs> I don't think they go. I had All not, right, come. Well, she's like hanging. Do you want to be thought of as you're the place for hanging? I go. Oh, I, I mean, hanging out. And you know, the original hang zone is. <laughs> do you know what that is? No. Where we stole the hang zone from? No. Is the guy? Uh, his name is Austin Guttery. He and he's the guy who invented Regonk.com. Okay. And the Valley View Mall was being demolished and closing, and it, it was actually half torn down. And they were renting out. Every seven stores still had something in there. Maybe every twelve stores. It was very barren, but there were still a few stores, and it was still open. And they were renting things for two hundred dollars a month spaces so he rented one called up the hang zone put a couch and nintendo a couple of cool posters in there and (laughs) would be open you know a few hours every week if you're walking through the mall you could just go stop by the hang zone and we did a remote from there oh okay i yeah years ago from the valley view mall at the hang zone and so that's where we thought that name was kind of cool that's why we do our, you know, we called our couple segments this summer the Hang Zone. But um, I'm not married to it for sure. Oh no, I, man, your wife uh, definitely keeping an eye after you. I didn't even think of, of that being. She associated. knows of my heavily racist tendencies. <laughs> well, I just, 
I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going back in like 1842 and be like, "Yo, bro, you going to the hang zone later?" <laughs> like, yeah, let's go to the hang zone. We're gonna <laughs> the hang, zone. hang a few people. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. There's a limited hangout. Do you know what a limited hangout is? No. Uh. So I, I'm not a big conspiracy. Uh, well, I would say I. Uh, I like conspiracy theories in a the sense of ones that don't like hurt people but i like conspiracy theories in a way of like well that's pretty interesting um a limited hangout is basically a way for um these so you know you have like your politicians that are out and about they are the ones that are the face of a government where there's limited hangouts those are the people in the back rooms making all the decisions and making all the policies that we don't even know their names and they're called limited mm. hangouts. So mm. go th- go on YouTube and look up limited hangouts people and uh you'll have fun. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> what? What's <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want if it's the truth, I don't want to know about it. Oh, that. okay. Okay. Yeah, you definitely don't want to know about it cuz like you said, you, don't, you just want to yeah, feel good and yeah. Uh, I know other people are making decisions for me. It doesn't. I don't need to know who they. Hey, are. as long as you like, they'll submit, probably just bother me. Just submit and and let it go. That's that's a one way to go, man. Just lay back and enjoy it, like Bob Knight said. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> all right, I don't. I missed that one, but uh, you did. Uh, I didn't know. He, did he say that to a woman of some sort or? He did. I think he was being interviewed, I'm going to say, on 60 Minutes many years ago, and it had the question, I think, was about rape. Oh. But if I'm messing that up, what a mistake that is. Wow. Poor Bob Knight. Listen to the show But it had something to do with lay back and enjoy it. You know, Bob Knight's over here just wanted to listen to a nice podcast about Dan McDowell, and he's hearing all this. But I I could be totally wrong. He (laughs) might not have said anything like that. I do love Coach Knight. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take any more of your time. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Um, if you want to cut out that politics part, I'm really happy to. Because now that I think well, about it, well, now I feel I like you don't want me to have stuff? it in the podcast. And uh, see, that's the thing, though. I don't want to censor it either. Okay. Okay. So, I want everything. What if I put two podcasts out? Where one, we're just this last. Do the paid. Make it the paid one. <laughs> Where the last 40 minutes are just you and me talking about the ticket and then the other, or yeah, and it's just that. And then there's another podcast, which is just politics, and you can just not even, you don't even have to download that one. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) Or maybe I will not release it, and it will just be this, whoa, did you hear about this podcast that, Dan, he just talked politics the whole time, and then we never released it. I wonder what he said. Or if I really had a problem with you doing it, you could blackmail me. <laughs> you, well, you did say that one thing, and I could blackmail you with that. I don't even remember what you're talking about. Unless exactly. You're you, you know, you'd have to listen to the podcast to remember that. Okay. Did we hit all your things on your list? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I was. Uh, we could have gotten into uh, what was it like coming from Ohio to Texas? I, I don't know if that's really. A, that's not even a good question. I don't think. Well, I used to visit here a lot when I was a kid. Oh, really? 
Where my at? Uncle Gary lived in Arlington. He lived in Arlington. And so I, yeah, I've always talked to Corby about how we were probably at Ranger games the same time. The same, yeah, because he's there all the time. I would be here for about a month a year when oh. I thought my mom, I thought my uncle just liked me because he had a son that lived in California. So when he would visit for a month, I would come visit for a month. My mom was divorced and I didn't realize until I became an adult, she needed some free time to, uh, <laughs> do, you know, do a little of this, do a little, uh, <laughs> little putting the index finger in the fist yeah. and I didn't realize, I just thought, Oh, she, uncle Gary just loves us. And she would send the two kids out to uh, Texas and, I loved it. Loved it. Loved the heat. You love the heat. Lo- well, growing up in Ohio, we just didn't ever so get hot days like that. And yeah. I loved the heat. And the op- the fact that I got offered a job here was kind of unbelievable. It was the only town outside of Cleveland that I had anyone I knew across the whole nation. And it was right here where I had been many times. I was here a week before... A plane crashed. Uh, it was, was called the, the, wind sh- the wind shear uh, plane crash. Something ripped a, a plane in half coming into DFW. I was yeah. here the week before that. I left the week before. Uh, but I had a wet and wild season pass. And <laughs> wet and wild. That, Lovely. That is what uh, Hurricane Harbor, I think, used to be called. No, absolutely. Uh, have you... Uh, what is that... Sh- uh, I just watched a documentary on the the most dangerous uh, <laughs> water park ever. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I can't even remember now what's what it's called. Struggling, struggling. It was uh, it was on HBO Max. Okay. <sighs> God, this is this is lovely. This is why you're the professional and I'm not. Is it good? It's it's fantastic. Because it almost gives you... I'm going to write it down. Um, now, will I watch it? I don't know, but I'm going to write it down. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't have anything to hold my microphone to make me type. Uh, extreme? No. It's basically back in the 80s where like we had no rules, and you just had this crazy... Uh, I wish... Hold on. We're gonna, I'm going to pause for just one second. I'm going to find where this is. Hold on. Class Action Park. Class action I'm just park. Looking it up, looking it up myself. Yes, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dan. I'll uh, I'll send you the link. Where's I got it. From, I got it from the dark, uh, the dark web. But Is yeah. that a real thing? What the dark web? Yeah, oh, of course. But I, I would. It didn't really get it from dark web. Oh, okay. But. I just wondered if you actually frequented the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't buy uh, heroin off of the dark web. I'm not that good at it. But I, I can, I can. Like TC used to burn y'all uh, movies and stuff that he got, from, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's that's probably uh, where I go get them. Is the statute of limitations run out on that? Can I admit to that? <laughs> I think you're good. You're not a distribute. Uh, like, I think the government gave up you long ago. Like, we can't stop everybody, but we can stop the people that are doing the distribution. Like, not even TC, like handing it out, but the people who like record it and then shove it out into the the ethos they'll get those guys okay yeah you're fine but class yeah, action park everybody watch that it's uh it's about the good old days when you can just kill people on a on a uh, water park and you're like hey man you you said you wanted to come out here and this is what it is that's basically what it is 
if you want the ultimate, you got you got to pay the ultimate price. So that's that's exactly what it was. No, I, I was I was more or less you answered my question where it's like you come from Ohio to Texas. Is that an obvious step up or is it a sidestep? Like, do you understand that? As far as being in radio, no, not not even radio. Like in the world, you're like, man, I made it to Texas. This is pretty great. Uh. Yeah, I don't know how generally people would think of that, but radio for sure, you know, well, bigger you, market, much well, bigger, bigger market. market. But I'm talking about like every you tell everybody, yeah, I'm over there in Dallas, Texas, and all it's, the- it's very unique. It's a singular place. You know, right. Texas is singular. Uh, other people in other countries know Texas. I don't know if they know Ohio, oh, that's true. or if they have a hot sports opinions on Ohio. I never but thought about it like that. It is kind of cool that we're our own thing. Can can we get a ruling on the chili? Are you big on chili? I'm not, especially because I You're became a, different... a vegetarian. Like, oh well, or a no, I was talking about like vegetarian. You would call it. I'm talking about the. Well, I guess Dayton and in Ohio, I think all. The oh, home... I used to eat that all the time. You loved that. Loved it. Loved it. Well, what is, what is that? But like? I used to eat a lot of stuff. It's <laughs> it's a pot, a mound of spaghetti. Yes. Piled on chili, tons of onions, tons of cheese. Well, more cheese than onions. That would be, I think that's a three-way. You can get a two-way if you don't want onions. What was the chili place that you liked? Skyline or what's the other one? There's Skyline and there's, I can't remember. Class Action Park. That's what it is. Um, But I I, I like them both, as I recall. But yeah, one they did have distinctly different uh, flavors. But it's really weird that that exists only in Southern Ohio. Yes, you could not find a chili place in Cleveland. I didn't know that. But when I when I lived in Dayton and would go to Cincinnati a lot, yeah. Wow. And it was it was only in that little area, that Southern Southwestern part of Ohio. But do you think if you had it now, obviously you would you would spit it out? Obviously, not only just because you're not eating meat. You you don't think that's good, right? No, I thought it was great. <laughs> I if I, ate, <laughs> I, if I ate meat and pasta at the level I used to, again, getting older, trying to live as long as I can. But I don't eat a lot of pasta anymore either. Uh, but I loved it. I am a huge fan. Because I got... I. You hated it, huh? I, I what, what year? They okay. also served little hot dogs that they yes, had chili that, dogs. That's what I got. Load the shredded cheese, the very thinly shredded thinly, cheese, the, not the, the one that sticks to each other. The the cheese yeah, is basically yeah, it, one. It melts almost immediately when you lay it down. Exactly on the chili. I okay. I would probably be well over twenty five when I first went to Cincinnati, and I go okay. Apparently, this is a thing. Chili. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, and so I got my chili and i go what this isn't chili this is this is in my in my realm this is not a bowl of chili this is meat sauce with either spaghetti or a hot dog yes it's not the same consistency if you ever have texas chili i thought you were talking about texas chili no no yeah i know and and we can have that chili we can have that chili chili. talk but i'm talking about specifically ohio because there weren't the big beans yes there's no beans It's it's just like meat sauce that's all it is right with kind of a chili-ish taste. And it was, I'm telling you, it was awful. My stomach. 
<laughs> it was bad. Isn't it wild how that can just grow, though, in that one area to where they <laughs> oh. have as many of those as you see McDonald's here? Oh, it's 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 insane. I, I, I can't even describe another type of what type of food only exists in one little area and nowhere else. Don't say. I mean, right? Because tacos. I was thinking of cheese cheese steaks or something. You can from go Philly. anywhere. You could certainly get a cheesesteak somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You can't get a mound of spaghetti <laughs> on a plate with <laughs> meat sauce that tastes like chili, onions, and cheese. No. That does not exist anywhere in the state of Texas, probably, or any other state, well, or could, anywhere in the state of Ohio that's not Cincinnati. It's yeah, weird. But you could go to like Olive Garden and go get. Uh, spaghetti and meat sauce, <laughs> but uh, you you wouldn't call it what it, or but did you put cheese on top of the meat sauce? Or, I mean chili with the spaghetti, or is that only with the hot dog? No, the spaghetti. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Yeah. It, it, so so it's first the spaghetti, then mm-hmm, the chili, mm-hmm. and then the cheese because you need that to kind of melt in, mm-hmm. and then if you wanted, they would throw on the onions too. I suggest anybody, if some reason that you end up in Cincinnati, go try it and do it your own self. For me, it was bad. It was, uh, and not only did you're like in the restaurant going, I can't believe this is a thing. You don't know why this is a thing. And you don't twirl the spaghetti. (laughs) You cut it like a little casserole. Oh, okay. You want a a big amount of chili, cheese, and onion with the big it's all about a ratio full of spaghetti it's a ratio yeah. thing okay right because if you twirl it you're going to end up with a lot of the meat sauce and everything just lying on the ground still and you have spaghetti with very little you know residue of the chili or the meat on it but you want a full mouthful of you need the whole thing <laughs> i don't get it i really never did but that's interesting that you like maybe it. you twirled maybe you twirled and that's no, why I, it no i actually I, I never actually got the so i go into a a place that says chili and i go okay and they go would you want spaghetti on it or do you want it on a hot dog and i go spaghetti like it didn't it didn't compute i didn't understand what we're doing in this restaurant so i go no i'll just have the hot dog because i've had a hot a chili dog in my life so i just went with that i wasn't daring enough to go get the (laughs) spaghetti I didn't understand that. It just didn't compete. It's weird that it's called Skyline Chili, but... Their main thing is just spaghetti. Chili is put on other things that are the main thing. Exactly. No, you don't just go get a bowl of chili with It's no... not called spaghetti. It's called chili. But you don't call it <laughs> meat sauce if you're getting ordering spaghetti. You right. don't go, I'll have the, meat, the, uh, the marinara sauce, please. Yeah. No, you're ordering the spaghetti with the marinara sauce on it. They... They highlight the the addition, which is odd. Interesting, but it works. I, I, yeah, but it worked. I, it, well, I it's think like it, the upper decker. <laughs> it does work. All right, Dan. Hopefully, uh, we'll have you on again sometime. And uh, this was a very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, good times. I, fun Saturday. It was a fun Saturday. We were just two dudes talking. Talking stuff. All right. I appreciate it, Dan. Um, All right. uh, Have a good one, and we'll try to do this again sometime. Maybe. Maybe this won't. You'll never do this again. That's quite possible. I don't know that you do repeat uh, offenders on your thing. Well, I I do some group conversations, and it would be fun to have you with 
like we have our own little hangout or hang zone, <laughs> as you would say, and uh, we'll talk stuff and no politics. We don't talk politics, but at least I don't I know. love stuff, man. Yeah, I love stuff too. You know. Yeah, I guess I. It's your fault that I talk politics because I saw you it, tweet it that was I was going to be on. Then I said, well, let me go check this guy's uh, Twitter out. I've listened to your podcast, but I've never looked up your Twitter. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. And then I saw you were, it seemed like you were spouting out a few political opinions there. And I thought, okay, well, let's, uh, let's interview you a little bit. Well, that is the danger of it. I wish you wouldn't have, because that could have been the death of this podcast. You could have looked at the, at the Twitter and been like, whoa, I'm not going on with this guy. Nice. Nah, so why why think like that? That's silly. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure. I think the this majority is what, of my friends around here are Trump dudes. Well, I think that's what America needs is more of dudes just talking it out and just having. Yeah, that's why I like the McCain speech. It was it was very, <laughs> hey, we're all Americans, and no matter who ends up winning, it's we got to all work together here. And yeah, I think we kind of we're going to come together and we're going to go bomb Iraq. Let's do it. That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I can't say I've agreed with every decision they've made, but it's no, I, I, I get, I'm, that's, but I've had no impact on it, so no, no, I appreciate it. We got to hear Dan talk politics on a behind a paywall, so I'll send or, that. Check. So we're not, you are not going to split it up and say that's coming next, or I think yes, politics. Remember, you were maybe po- going to yes. start the podcast in the middle. Yes, politics or, with Dan is starting now. All right, bye. Damn it. Okay. We got it. This is your day-to-day recording studio now, right? Yes. So I have everything hooked up (coughs) through my Comrex. The station's Comrex. Blake's Comrex. Blake owns it. Well, I spilled a giant cup of water on it two weeks ago. (laughs) What does that do to it? Uh, apparently it screws it up for a few days, but if you leave it outside, just, then it helps just a lot. Just dry it out. Yeah, so. How much time do you got, Dan? Just so I, I, I know I can speed through some of the stuff I don't want to go through. Or... Till f- 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a Joe Rogan uh, type conversation right now, but you never know how it might go. But. Yeah. I'm just saying I got whatever. No, okay. Well, I, I no just, hurry. you know, if you're in the rush, then I'll, uh, we won't talk about Ayn Rand, but if we do have time, maybe we'll, we'll talk about Ayn Rand. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do everything. You used to, <laughs> I'll get to Ayn Rand later, but uh, uh, you did have COVID, right? Yeah. Are we podcasting now? Yeah. Oh, I'm Is sorry. I should say go. No? I should say go. That's okay. But Yeah, yeah. I don't care. No, I've heard, uh, I've actually heard. All your ticket stuff, I think. Oh, you actually have. I heard uh, Bob. Yeah. A long time ago, uh, TC and Grego. I really loved the Grego interview. Oh, well, I appreciate it, and that was that was my gift to the P one. So. Yeah, no, it was great. He's a great dude. He he is a, an incredible dude. I wish he would come back on, but uh, you know he's he's in a uh, I don't know a, a bunker right now. Trying not to get COVID. I, I don't know. No. Oh, I I did see that he was at the uh, the Reiner documentary thing, so that was good to see that he was out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I was disappointed that they didn't talk. 
on the documentary. I get. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. Like they should have like a a sit down together, but that just didn't happen. Yeah, I mean they did the handshake and yeah, you know, kind of cool. But I need a little more. I but get it was still very good. Yeah, and um, I did that interview with Grego. I'm sorry, we should probably talk about Dan, but we can talk about Grego for just a second. But uh, uh, Grego, you get from the feeling of him like he really loves Mike, like he really does. Like, and uh, actually, uh, I believe Skin had an interview with Mike Reiner, and they were talking about the interview that we had, and you could tell from Mike's point of view, he's he doesn't love <laughs> Grego, and he's just like, I don't care. <laughs> like, so, you know, it's just, it's one-sided on that, I can tell, which is sad. Yeah, but you he know. does, it did seem like Mike appreciates. Yes, what he did and realizes without Grego, they probably wouldn't have ever got to where they are. But it's, you know, it's obviously untenable for them to ever do anything further. So it doesn't really matter. You know, that's, that's yeah. kind of, I think where he's at with it. So well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I, that, that was one of those, uh, first interview. Yeah. It's the first interview I ever did. <laughs> so oh, Grego was, <laughs> yeah, that's the first one I ever did. So, <laughs> so, I think that was first luck. I, I, my uh, first time at it, I think I did pretty good. So <laughs> I think the Bob one, I think I was a little bit better. I think I fell off a little bit on TC because I, I think I drank too much whiskey that night. But <laughs> so. <laughs> well, he was probably baked too, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, totally. You know, but he was, uh, TC was one of those that uh, I don't think we're. <laughs> on the same page on thing, he has me blocked on Twitter, so it's funny. Um, and I didn't set up the interview; my friend Jacob did. And but he was just so great. I, I was actually really gracious that TC would be like, "Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go on his podcast." So I've got no problem with it at all. I, it was a uh, it was a good one. So sorry for I love TC. He he's he seems like a really good guy. Obviously, it's just like feel a lot philosophical type things that we disagree with which I don't really care you know no big deal as long as you're a good person <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um but I was going to talk about your covid thing uh did you are you feeling better or you have uh things that are lingering with it yeah like I can't even fathom working out which I was doing a lot not working out but it was a half hour exercise three times a week even just riding the bike or jogging or something, I right now if I take a little half hour walk, that kind of floors me for the evening or something. It's weird. Wow! Like because it was October fifth that I first got symptoms, and now it's obviously a month later, just a month. So <clears throat> it it's just a lingering. They say it can linger for a couple months, and that's a a, a big beating. Just hmm. the energy zap that I have whenever I do anything. So I'm just trying to, but I'm feeling great as far as, you know, totally recovered and can think clearly and all that kind of stuff. It just, the the lingering tiredness. More or less like the, when you're exerting yourself, then that's, that can really put you out. Yeah, doing some lawn edging <laughs> or whatever. I did that yesterday and it just, I felt it at night. It so, and that's just weird. It pooped you more than usual. I feel like, 
I feel like it ages you. I don't know if it, I will continue to be aged, but I felt old as if my mom will have one goal today is I'm going to go to the grocery store and then she'll do that. And it's, it's builds her whole day around it. And that's what I do now. I, I'll have one thing I want to accomplish like that. And then I'm pretty tired when I, when I get done and at night I feel, feel pretty beat that, that hmm. I just wouldn't usually regularly feel like that. So you do, so you do believe COVID is real. It's not a, not a hoax, right? Uh, it's a very convincing hoax. <laughs> it got I, I don't believe it's real at all. I don't believe it's real. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm glad. Why, to are you on the hoax side? You're no, no, I'm not on the hoax side. <laughs> I'm on the, uh, w- me and some of the friends have, have deemed it as, uh, not team. We were at team hoax early. Not really, but, and now we're on team. Not so bad. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I guess the whole thing I think is that you just we don't really know when it first came out. They said this is a totally new thing. And, you know, they were saying you got to wipe down every surface and blah, 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 and wash your hands. And and they did not advocate masks at first. No. And then as they figured it out a little more, they're figuring, well, that's how it's really traveling. And really, you don't need to wipe everything down You just, or they didn't emphasize that as much. But, you know, just wearing the mask might be a uh, pretty big help. And I think they're still learning, and they're probably still learning, well, how will it affect you long-term? And as a guy who is doing things to try to extend life, (laughs) once you get older, you start thinking about that a lot more, and I'm eating better, and like I said, trying to work out. And so now I'm worried, well, how will this affect me down the road? Because it is it's not the normal flu that you kind of just have for a couple of days, get over, and then you feel a lot better. It's, it's, there's something still, it, it affected me, you know, more long-term. So people that have problems, I worry about that, that, you know, like if my mom got it, it, it might kill her. Uh, and you know, some would say, ah, oh, well, She's old. She would probably die anyway. Well, yeah, sometime. <laughs> she might die seven years from now. Yeah. But it, if she gets this, it, it'll probably kill her today. Right. So that's that's the thing. Uh, Though I think we're we're doing, you, you have to admit, we're doing better at COVID. Like there are treatments and stuff that we're doing that are, are doing better. Of course. Yeah, as they learn about it. Exa- sure. As we're learning more about it. I mean, like march and april we had no idea i mean it was like the scariest thing ever you thought yeah we're obviously all gonna die and this is what it is but i mean not, right uh, that's not, what yeah i watched the movie contagion and i was thinking of bodies yeah. in the streets and all that kind of stuff and it's pretty cool that it's not that but i suppose we didn't know and you probably want to err on the side of caution i would say because clearly this is something they've been talking about for a while that could happen yeah you know, if if there is any vulner, vulnerability in the world, we seem to have a lot of things figured out. But it's the these viruses could just pop up. So a contagion like virus could pop up. Right. And you would hope that you would handle it correctly from the beginning as you learned about it and then eased whatever restrictions or, or whatever. Why, you know, why not as a guy who's worried about living a long time, but why not, wor- you know, take the safe route first and then pull back that's what i think for sure i mean i again the only the only 
downside I see on it is just for the fact of, you know, like as a guy like me, I, I'm in, I'm in kind of construction and there were things that were halted and my job, you know, money making uh, opportunities were actually limited. So it's, uh, it's nice that you're able to go home and uh, still radio. I, I, I uh, we appreciate that, but there's other people we we still need to go out and, and make money and still be safe. And that's, well, yeah, well, we're clearly, yeah. you know, the state taking a huge hit financially. They're not making nearly the money they did. Yeah. And, you know, we all took a 20% pay cut uh, for a certain amount of time as well at the station. Everybody yeah. did. And some people had to get furloughed. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, so, every yeah, everybody's taking at least – well, I guess some people, you know, Bezos is profiting. <laughs> Bezos. Bezos. What, how do you say? <laughs> yeah. Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, he's doing good. And, you know, uh, mom and pops are, we're, they're having a hard time. So I, I, uh, I, I sympathize with, uh, you know, I have my grandmother who's 90 years old that I would like to see her for a few more years. I get that. So, yeah. but I also, I got, I got kids to feed. I'm a girl dad like you, so I got I got kids to feed. So yeah, and you know I'm glad they didn't cancel football because <laughs> I love football. Yeah, but I mean, have did did you not like realize after that it's like before before COVID, I um my sports watching had gone down significantly before COVID, probably in the last two years. It was probably more directed towards maybe more politics. And then as COVID hit and we didn't have any sports and then everybody got into politics, I kind of said, I think we need to have sports back. I don't think it's a good idea for everyone to jump into politics and not have sports. So does that make sense to you? Oh, like your, your viewing and your things you would search and ever that was more into politics. Not you didn't leave sports because of the politics infiltrating sports. No, I, I kind of was just like, you have to. The more important things to me to know isn't, hey, what what offense do you think the Cowboys should run? Those type of things weren't that important. Is like, hey, what type of economical uh, economic system yeah. should we be running <laughs> is that that you kind of like yeah, pick yeah, those. that makes a lot of sense does that make uh, sense I yeah i suppose as you get older that kind of thing will happen too you i should spend my worrying time worrying about something that's actually important whereas i guess i've always gone the other way in the and i'm trying to go that way now too with all the trump biden and all this kind of stuff is Okay, I could spend a lot of time worrying about this, this uh, the lawsuits that are coming, or this mm -hmm. the the vote count, or whatever. However, nothing I can do can change the outcome of anything that's going to happen. No. Well, however this unfolds, I could spend every day fretting. I could retweet this. I could uh, get all excited, but I I I won't make change. I know we have some kind of a small platform and we can, you know, g to chip away at the point oh 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 one percent of perhaps somebody's mindset. But I, I can't really change anything. No. And, and yeah. So I also can't change what the Cowboys are doing, but at least it's it's just an escape type thing. And it, so I, I, I tend to just want to worry about that kind of stuff more because it's it's just more fun. 
And I suppose the way we can make change is since you can't change anything in the election either or, polit- you know, big, big picture politically, uh, we could be a place for you to uh, just escape and get away from all this real bullcrap too, you know, the that's. So I'll focus on that. No, I'm doing I, bits. No, I, audio. I, yeah, I think you, please, Dan, don't, don't go into that realm. I think we need, I think there is a, you need to be talking sports and, and all that, you know, surrounds it. I'm not, uh, and I'm not even saying like, hey, Dan, don't talk about politics. I'm not that either. If you want to, uh, go for it. Uh, if you feel confident enough, because I realized that, uh, whenever you have your foot outside it, like, okay, uh, when someone goes up to Bob Sturm and, and tells him that, you know, hey, this is how this should be going right here. Let me tell you about it. And you're like, you're trying to tell Bob Sturm, you know, what offense <laughs> or, or I, I, something sports related. And you're obviously way out of your depth. Like it would, it'd be pretty silly to go up to Bob Sturm and do that. And the same thing with, you know, politics, like you, I know a little bit, about, uh, like somebody would be like, oh, I know a little bit about politics. Okay. But you, are you entrenched in it as much as maybe as I am? I don't know. So, I mean, it's, that's why I made that transition to be like, I, I'll watch sports on the side here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know exactly what's going on, but maybe I want to know exactly if someone's, if I'm having a, a conversation with somebody, I feel like if I don't know the offense that the Dallas Cowboys running and I know what's going on in Washington, D.C., my, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't now, now that I'm just thinking about it. Maybe it doesn't. Hmm. Are you a big Trump guy? Uh, no, not really. I'm, I'm going to scan I'm, your Twitter. I didn't. I couldn't really I, see in a quick a, scan. On, I, are you, uh, <laughs> I can be more of a provocateur, that's for sure. Uh, I'm I'm more of a libertarian type folk, so that's why I would like to talk Ayn Rand. But, um, but are you Trump over Biden? Let's say, uh, if you were gun to the head, I'll take Trump's crazy crazy ass over over Biden. I mean, like it's more of a anti-establishment type thing, if you understand that. Does that make sense? Okay, that's interesting. Just because, and I'm. I like to try to be neither party. Right. Like I right. saw John McCain out there today that I thought was awesome. His concession speech made me feel like a real American. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's uh, floating around Twitter. In 2008 when he did it? Yeah, his 2008 concession speech was very, you know, it just, I think he, you know, he just sounded like a guy I would fight, follow into battle. Right. Where I, I just, my thing is, how could a world where they're boarding up windows the election eve and putting a barricade around the white house that just feels like i'm in a third world country oh yeah and i can't believe somebody would say you know what yeah i need more of this i want to vote for this <laughs> I, I just no you know, i get not it that i'd like biden or anything in fact i would probably lean more of a bernie way but i i don't really i i actually i don't really care uh, but it just feels like that. I'm just surprised that so many people would still vote for Trump yeah. and, the, and the chaos. Well, and I think I, we... I understand why you might with the 401ks and you want all that to be good, but it just the boarded up windows thing thing. The, the you know, 
this is this is now and this isn't they didn't board up windows because of biden supporters what i don't think if if trump was declared the victor well maybe there would have maybe they would have but the the point is yeah you're okay you saying what (laughs) makes me rethink that (laughs) i was like what (laughs) both sides if one guy was predicted the overwhelming winner that night right whatever the opposing side might have been breaking windows you know for it to happen on a saturday during the morning it's different feel okay well um i i but if i'm gonna stop right so you believe that the the boards were up for if biden won that trump supporters would go out and and break all the windows supporters are standing outside of voting counting places right now with guns well i mean I i didn't see guns but uh they're yeah they're 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 going out there to make sure like but, to have someone watch a vote. Uh, I, a vote I, count. I, the point is though that wouldn't have occurred under any other circumstance with any other guy in the White right, House. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's it's that you know passions are inflamed. Uh, you know, McCain's concession speech was, "Hey, look, Obama won, fought a great race." We're all Americans, and and you have to, we have to try and get together and 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 do something. And Trump's has never been. We're all Americans. I'm the president of everybody. Right. right. I'm the president of those who voted for me. And I that's just a, such a turnoff. I can't understand that people would want that because whoever's been president, whether it was Bush, you, you know, I wasn't like, oh, Bush is the worst, and you know, Bush, Clinton, whoever. It's they've said, hey, I'm the president for everybody. And I've never heard the I'm only president for people who voted for me. Democratic uh, governor states suck. It just seems really weird. And that's inflamed everybody. And it inflames people to vote and go out and vote. So I don't know. Let's not talk politics. No, no, no. We'll do like five more minutes of this. Because I I, think Zeke sucks. (laughs) Well, we got that on the record now. So (laughs) no, I find that funny because I think this is the part I was kind of talking about i i uh i think those boards are up because of trump yes but because if trump wins people will go nuts and and go break the windows can you believe that you know you can agree to that right i don't know okay i really don't yeah uh you know clearly having the protest and having that stuff happen at the protest is a terrible thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so clearly that did happen. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know what would have happened if there was a landslide Biden win. Right. I, well, I, 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 I the, again, the point I, is that, I mean, the businesses are boarded up mm-hmm. because maybe, and maybe it's that Trump has inflamed the left so much that they would throw stuff through windows. I don't know. It it might be, but there wouldn't have been board. There's never been boards on election eve ever. So, no, no, it's like a and, damn hurricane coming through. The White House, and I <laughs> I know he's got commercials that say this is Biden's America showing the riots. Well, yeah, Biden's not in charge though. Mm-hmm. It's it's your America. You're you're in charge right now. You can't say this is Biden's America. You you are saying these are the people that you know Biden is on board with or supports. And well, I think that that's also what it has a uh, pretty serious tinge of racism when you throw that in there like that too. What's so. that? Why is the racism? Because it's a bunch of black people. Not rioting. really. 
It's probably in, Port, in Portland's a lot of in Portland's probably a bunch of white folks out there. Out there, yeah, but that's not what I'm seeing on the the videos. Oh, whenever they're this is Biden's well, America. The, the, oh yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. I know what you're so, saying. It's yeah. So I don't know. Our P one's going to. All I say <laughs> is I would rather just have. I want all the nastiness because some people would say, "Oh, but McCain sucks because he's never, you know, once it came down to a vote, he'd vote against uh, health care or this or that." Which may be true, but I like them to be assholes behind the scenes where I can't see it. Oh, Not in okay. A speech. I want them just to say stuff, you know, say the right thing. And so now I can so explain. You're really, so if you're really nasty. Just do it behind the scenes. I, I just don't want to see it in speeches. I, you know, that's where I'm going to explain why Trump is. I'm glad I get to explain this to you. Good. And why. And I hope we become friends after this, but or not at least don't hate each other because I I want to explain it correctly. Well, I've enjoyed your podcast, so well I, I I'm and I'm glad we can have this kind of um like we don't get to have Dan talk this type of politics and stuff, and I don't get to tell you my type of my side of it, I guess. So the reason why people do support Trump, and I wouldn't say I'm a Trump supporter. Okay, gun to my head, you give me one. I'll I'll pick Trump just because that reason alone right there. You say you want the, those politicians. I want you to be an asshole behind the scenes. I don't want to see it before, you know, but that's the whole thing is you have uh Obama. I mean, as as you know, look presidential up in the in the dictionary. The way he talks, the way he, you know, acts as a president, you would say that is presidential, right? Correct. Yeah, I thought you were rhetorical. No, 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 that was, I mean, you would agree with that, yes. Sure. And then behind the scenes, we see, hey, Obama just bombed like this school, you know, over there overseas, and he does all the bad things, but he look, he looks all nice, you know? Right. Uh, I, uh, in the that's last, what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, and that's what I'm saying other people want. Is is the people? Hey, this guy is a crazy lunatic. You know, excuse my French, but he's a crazy lunatic asshole. And he goes, "Yeah, he is, but uh, he does all the right things that these people like." Is basically what it is. Does that make any sense at all to you, or should I break it down a different way? Yeah, that does. Okay, good. I made the analogy on the last podcast that. Um, the pilot, it's like having a pilot and he's over the intercom and he is just going, all right, we're traveling, you know, 35,000 feet and we'll be there. You know, says all the right things. And, you know, as you come in, he's smiling, you know, you ever see the uh, captain at the door or whatever. Hey man, this guy looks like a real good captain. All right, cool. And he get there and, you're flying and you're not getting to your destination. It takes six hours. You're like, where are we going? What is happening? Okay. And now you have the other pilot and he is literally, he's getting on the, he's getting on the intercom going, what's up assholes. I'm here to take you wherever. Ah. And then he's just saying all the rude crude, you know, just horrible things. You, he's meeting you at the door, his hat sideways. He's doesn't look professional yeah, I at all. I wouldn't want that. You wouldn't. Right. Okay, I understand that. Then your flight's there. Two hours before his schedule, he, everything flew in smoothly, and that's how people look at it. Yeah, but I would argue that I don't think my flight's getting there two hours early under this. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You you don't agree with that? Yeah, 
you'd be like, hey, this is where I wanted. I wanted to go to Dallas. I didn't want to go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, that's, I what, want, you, that's what that's what I, it is. We're trying to get to Dallas, like, and you want to get to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I sure hope P ones yeah. enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's that simple. Oh, I know. It, I'm but, just. It's know, just, just want, more of an analogy again. And I go back to the well. I don't know if I'm going to help the wildfires, California. They don't support me. Oh, like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 America again. I, I love being American and all that kind of stuff. I, I just feel like I I want. Yeah, I want to do. I want us to be viewed as doing the right thing, and I don't want us. It's a look. It's a terrible role model for kids to say you don't act like that, and that's the president. Don't, and that's ridiculous. And then I would say, don't ever let your kids uh, idolize politicians. Don't ever do that. I'm not saying idolize. Yeah, but you know, use it as a as a role model. I don't want to. I don't want to say just don't be that. I, I never would say, you know, when a George Bush speech, you wouldn't say, man, it's just don't don't be like this guy. It's, <laughs> it's just not just be cordial. Be yeah. nice to people. And sure. That's that's kind of a big deal, I guess. I would say most, quote unquote, Biden supporters don't. Uh, don't know why Trump supporters support Trump, but Trump supporters overall know why. Biden supporters support Biden. That's just honest, because I think Trump supporters are in like you're every day you're you're around a Biden you're you're around a Trump supporter whether you know it or not. Even the yeah. ones that will say, ah, "No, I don't really like Trump," and then they'll go home and like <laughs> you know sit there and watch Trump do something, and they're like, oh, "I freaking love that." Or you, you're you're saying. Yeah, you're not really a Trump guy, but not really. you're not no. voting for Biden. No, so you voted for him. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. But I wrote in I wrote in Ron Paul in 2016, so that's <laughs> <laughs> Well. <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty analogous, but you put a gun to my head, I'll I'll just go by I'll, I'll go Trump. But I'm okay regardless. I mean, like I, mean, I, I want to help ri- people, I want to help poor people. I I think that, you know, I I think helping out is is a good idea. For sure. You know, not too much. I'm not going to give half my money to somebody, but, you know, I want to give a dollar to the homeless guy at the at the corner. I, I think we could all agree with that, right? Yeah. But, oh, well. I feel like, okay, P1s, I, I apologize for that. You can just fast forward through that poli- uh, politics. We'll talk some actual yeah, tickets. You have to on. say it before, though. You can't <laughs> say it after. You, well, I'll have to enter that in can't retroactively say fast forward through that <laughs> that'll be the, in the intro so well i appreciate that dan we didn't yell at each other i think that was very cordial so sure i probably didn't give a good no uh, account yeah. of myself no uh, i i i'm appreciative of that of what of the what you think and i i'm appreciative that i get to like tell you and you don't go whatever you're horrible and i'm like well okay i'm sorry you feel that way so i think that's the way the conversation should go it shouldn't be just you know, oh, you support you support Biden? Oh, you're horrible. Well, that's that's not very fair. I don't think you're horrible. If you did that, I get it. Is yeah. That- again, I don't really pay attention to any politics. Mm-hmm. I really don't know about many policies or whatever. I don't uh, generally care. Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm like a policy uh, wonk. I would be more of a of like I 
I follow more in philosophy and like what I think, you know, is right and what's wrong and, and how these type of things, do I think a big, large government should take care of the world? Uh, do I think they should? I mean, I guess, but are they good at it? I don't really believe so, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it could, I think it should be a healthy mix, just the way you would build a roster. You can't do it all in the draft. You can't do it all in free agency. You can't do it all in trades, right? You Mm-mm. just need to do a little here and there. And there are some things that you might say are socialist, <laughs> like the mail, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the mail's pretty awesome. It's kind of amazing. You could spend 50 cents, and all of a sudden this goes across the country, uh, you know? You're so fascinated that, by mail? Yeah. <laughs> No, you don't think that's something? I can write something on a piece of paper, spend 50 cents, and my mom can have it. It's pretty amazing that on my phone, regardless of what we... Yeah, I know, but regardless of, like, uh, what we think of Bezos, uh, it's pretty amazing to go on an app and go, hey, I want this shoe, and then the the shoe's there the next day. I'm sure (laughs) the mail is not as amazing as your phone. Uh, but, no, I, I, I mean, I, you know, and you know what's socialist? The NFL. Oh, absolutely. Is, a so, is as, uh, the definition of socialism. It's not capitalist at all. And it's the most popular sport. More than the NFL. Yeah, Nothing. it's it's most popular sport. But so and is, I'm not here advocating socialism either because I'm probably not even sure I can uh, give you a quality definition of it. But I also say. Most people who scream socialism when somebody says, hey, maybe uh, this should uh, be helped out a little bit, they also don't know the real definition. Oh, so. probably not. They probably don't know the real definition of being the government taking control of the, the means of production. But we can talk about this <laughs> all, the, all day, and we can uh, agree, disagree, we could break it all down, and we will not affect change no, at all. No, but I find and it interesting. I, I fi- I'm enjoying this conversation. I hope you are. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just uh it's it's just all amazing. It, I guess it is an amazing time to live and mm-hmm. see that we lived through it. For sure. We this is pretty amazing time. But uh I guess pushing conspiracy theories too. That is a really weird thing to me. Well, the, uh the fact that that is another reason I would say, man, how could this many people vote for Trump. I, I, I recognize that some would, but uh, just the, just some crazy things that are pushed that you're like, man, the president doing it? It's one thing. If you know, You'd always have your very few select politicians that would do stuff like that. But what, what conspiracy I, I theory specifically? Ah, man. Even the, the stuff about some of the voting. Yeah. The the vote. Oh, see? Look at that vote. They threw one away. And then you have to go ahead and go, no, 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 it was a piece of paper that had a list on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just the whole following up every little thing uh, that will just be pushed quickly without waiting to do the fact check, to look look into this and that. Okay, well, that's not one. He'll just push it out right ahead. Right. And then we now have to do a fact check and backtrack and say, well, no, that wasn't actually this. That's, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
uh, even the you know denouncing the mail-in voting, whatever. You can, you know, we we could put our taxes in online, and they know that I can only do it once, and I could sign it. But I, I, I would think with our technology, we could figure out how to do this kind of stuff instead of just saying it just can't be done. Well, I mean, you know, the phone, I, I didn't, you know, you your, I had the thought of like what were what this uh, podcast would be. I didn't think we would be delving into a lot of this, but okay, uh, what do you want to talk about? No, no, no. I, I, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I I I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of mail-in voting at all. Like it's it's a uh, it's bad, <laughs> um, and, and only in a sense of like, uh, like do you think uh, like it should be like one hundred percent voter. Uh, what is it like voter per- participation uh, participation <laughs> I don't know and that's one of the reasons I really never liked politics before is that I feel like I am very uninformed so here I am in a voting booth I vote for 50 things I don't know anything <laughs> about literally yeah and very important things too I, and I, then I vote on the president that I know one eightieth about the the issues so i've always wondered you know why am i even voting for the texas railroad commissioner or something or whatever it is the mayor of this town city councilman zero idea you don't know his name this sign (laughs) it's ridiculous yeah you walk by him you wouldn't even know who he is Incredibly wrong with that, and I always feel almost guilty. Some of them I just don't write anything. Um, you, well, you can't one, do that. I voted for I voted for a councilwoman because she lives in my neighborhood. Is that a good reason to vote? Sure. I don't think so. You know, you know one I, you one I had, uh, and I don't really. I mean, everybody can have their own uh, thoughts on her, but uh, Shelley Luther, and I, uh, <laughs> you can have your own thoughts on her. She came on this podcast. You, you oh just, yeah, okay. Cool. You just earn a vote right there. You come to my podcast, and I and I probably yeah. I wouldn't say we would like agree on anything. And she was a nice lady. She was nice. I voted for Jan McDowell, of course. <laughs> I mean, why ago, the hell not? Because her name is uh, rhymes with mine. And if someone had first politician I've ever known, his Jan name rhymes McDowell. With mine. <laughs> no relation. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of her? No, I haven't. I don't think I have. Yeah, she's been on the air. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I missed that one. I'm sorry. Well, we called her on her birthday. Uh, oh, that is the 24th district. Jan McDowell. That's a state representative, right? Well, I don't think she won. Oh, unless I'm mistaken, no, she may have won. It's just for Congress. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't even know what she was running for. <laughs> Dude, voting for her, what would that have done? What if she did win and she instituted? some kind of policy i hated i i don't know but her name rhymed with mine so to, to yeah, get to it's my very difficult but to get I to my question was no it wasn't really a question. i was bringing up that i don't uh and i would i'm trying to convince you that uh mail-in ballots bad um only for the that sheer, bad that mail-in ballots are bad oh mail-in ballots okay now uh, i just had a conversation the last episode and i my quote-unquote co-host was actually a voice of reason um, but um, the only problem I have with it is like chain of custody type thing where you're getting a ballot 
and you're sending it in the mail, think of how many people touch that mail, that ballot. Though my dad, uh, and I'm, my dad would be happy that you love the mail. He's a uh, retired postal worker. So uh, <laughs> he would appreciate that. Um, yeah, but I guess if, if certain people get to do it, then you should allow everyone to do it, right? What's that mean? I mean, Trump has mailed in his vote. That's an absentee, absentee ballot. Okay, so that's cool. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's very few of those, but I would prefer if you can't. But there's a chain of command. And also, let's just say I just say is there's this very little a fraud. Then is this election a fraud? Um, I don't think so. Not 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 at the moment. I don't see anything. Okay, because it is just interesting because the Republicans held the Senate. Well, is that also a fraud? I just don't. Is it only a fraud if? Your side loses. I, the guy who is, we podcast yesterday, because I'm not saying it's a fraud. It's just uh, my only argument against it is like, so we're telling me that Biden, more popular than the first woman candidate, more popular than the first black president, and he obliterated all the <laughs> all their vote cast. And Trump did actually better than he did last year, uh, last go round. Yeah. So they they hated him so much, but they didn't hate him all the way. Like that that's my only that's my only argument going. It seems weird and these mail-in ballots there are some improprieties where chain of command people can go and hey, you've got a mail like there's and there's different types. Okay, there's absentee ballots where you go, "Hey, I would like a ballot." And they send you a ballot and then you send it back. And we've, you know, they have signature verifications. I think those are fairly safe. Now, whenever we get into mass ballots, uh, that's basically a ballot is just sent to your house. You didn't request one and you get a ballot and then you fill it out and you send it out where anybody could come up and find that ballot or, you know, you know, now the problem now, I really hope that these things are safe. I just don't know if they're super safe as far as signature verifications, making sure. I mean, I would, regardless of what you want, you want someone who voted to be put in, you know, their ballots to be cast. Now, if someone's doing something nefarious, you would not like that, right? I mean, you sure. you don't you don't want to win an election over you know BS, regardless of what you. You know, if a bunch of Trump supporters, you know, got in and tried to rig an election, I would be like, well, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Sure. You know, <laughs> so. I also think Trump seems like he's a guy who is very good at projection. And if he tells lies a lot, which I think you would have to admit, even Trump supporters would say, yeah, yeah, he exaggerates. He, you know, this is the biggest thing ever. This is the best thing ever. This, There's never been a better thing than this. Uh, we're going to have a health care plan in two weeks. There's a nice video out there of him saying that over and over and over since 2016. Right. That our health care plan is about to be dropped. Uh, but I, so I think he's into projection. Uh, if he sees, you know, if he gets a, a steroid shot before a debate, he'll say, is, 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 man, is this guy on drugs? He must be getting some kind of juice before these debates. Uh, and I just think that, you know, he, if if rigging an election were possible, they'd be working on it. Uh, if if they're okay, 
the ways the, the ways I think he, his side is working on it as well so let me rephrase it's, my thing do i think there was i think uh, do, do all I, the steroid users are using you know they're all working on it yeah the guys against steroids are looking for ways to detect steroids and the steroid users are looking for ways around that so if there is a a way to influence the election they're trying it too and uh here's the way i'm going to phrase it again your question do i think the the election is fraud um in a in a way maybe it's possible but at the same time number one they didn't do anything about it and then also they didn't cheat so hey man if i and i can't prove it does that make sense like i can't no i don't know what you meant i, I can't prove that you that all these ballots are fake it would take me years to try to figure out that and if you did it you did it. i mean I don't know, Republicans. Y'all need to cheat. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> go go mail in your ballots and get all the ballots you can. If that's the rules, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just a big mess. We can't change it anyway. No, I can't. I, but Does it, it matter? It was fun. I'm sure all the... the Does anything matter, Brad? Ooh. You're not Brad C. who sends in all the audio either. No, I'm not. I am am Brad C., but the Brad C. is a chiropractor, and I am not that. So So you know who that is? Yeah, I know him. I don't know him, but me me and Brad C. talk. He's a good guy. Okay. He's a real good guy. It just seems weird. Yeah. Um, Your name is Brad C. Well, that's (laughs) what I found weird whenever uh, the first time whenever uh, I heard the the Hurt song that y'all play every time uh, the team loses the last game of the year. And we credit Brad C. You credit Brad C. And I was like, who's this Brad C? When I first heard it and I saw that it's Brad C. And I go, who is this guy? He's got my name. And uh, so me and Brad C. share it, share the name. But I'm not the – I should. I wanted to put my uh, Twitter name as not Brad C., but it was taken, so – but I'm a legitimate Brad C. I'm not like faking anybody. You're like out. the old, the old Browns receiver Michael Jackson. <laughs> Just like that guy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm great value Brad C. All right, well let's uh give off of uh I'm sorry all the all the my, uh all the Dan McDowell fans are gonna be real mad about my Trumpian talks and all that. But you got to hear Dan talk politics. I don't think anybody's ever heard you really kind of go in that i don't know if if you have any pressure to to jump into that field because some of your other colleagues have and and some are uh met with with uh yeah you're finally getting into it and then other ones you know on the other side you're met with such vitriolic uh opposition on it so like why even do it yeah it's probably a bad idea overall like, do you do you do it as a concerted effort as like, well, they could be half my audience. Do I want to ostracize half my audience and just <laughs> like, I don't know if you care about that, but that's something more that the suits I would say are concerned with. Okay, but I also, yeah, I, I just think it's a round and round type thing, right? And maybe, and I just don't like it. I don't like watching it. I don't like really listening to it. I don't like hearing people talk politics or argue politics. You're not going to like this podcast at all. Yeah, so if I listen to this, <laughs> I might not like it. And I'm I'm sorry. I apologize about that. Maybe you should 
cut this somehow. Okay. And put the back half in the front. Okay. And say, we've done that. If you want to hear some politics talk for a half hour. We're going to put that in the end. We actually do that. But you could also tune out if you don't like it. Because I actually don't like it. I, That's I, funny I've that... tried a couple times in this past week to turn on. I'll turn on Fox and then CNN and go back and forth a little bit. Right. When the same kind of issue. And I just don't like it. I don't like. In fact, I've never turned on Fox News or CNN in years and i just did this week and i'll go back and forth and they're kind of talking the same thing is happening but there are different takes on it and then they'll have you know fox will have on a, a liberal and cnn will have on a conservative and they'll be going back and and it's just it's just round and round it's i don't care I, it's it doesn't seem to see that's i, I hate listening to it <laughs> now if I also kind of hate screaming A. Smith yelling about the Cowboys or something. So It's all entertainment, uh, man. It's all entertainment at I, the end of the day. I like more things that are factual, and then I can form my own uh, opinion on that. So no, I can absolutely. More hardcore football breaking down you know, the, the plays, the boring stuff. I like to hear it boring, and then maybe we can try and take that information that I learned and make it kind of entertaining. No, if I could tell anybody trying to – get into politics or enjoy politics watching those networks television shows uh that's a bad idea because it's only yeah, gonna like jake jake used to love fox and it, well, it's only to watch it but it's only gonna it it's only gonna inflame you it's only gonna make yeah. you more upset whereas as far as the people i would want to listen to are people talking about philosophical like things as far as being quote-unquote left or quote-unquote right like i listen to both and not, and not ones that are wanting to, like, inflame the other side. I want somebody to genuinely tell me what they think. And I, I hate Rush Limbaugh, and I hate Michael Moore. You know? Oh, okay. If either one of them, I would not want to hear them spout about, you know, their, their, their thoughts. The only thing I, I had to say about Rush Limbaugh, and I don't really enjoy, like, I'm just using them as an no, example. No, no, no. I just don't. I, I'm going to go on the conservative talk show or a liberal talk for show. For sure. I don't. I couldn't sit and listen to any of them. No, but maybe if I gave you a list of the left people that I like listening to and the right people, right-sided. I don't want to say I. I don't. I don't listen to like Glenn Beck or anything, but people who are really intellectual on the right and the left. I think you would probably enjoy those, whereas the entertainment factors when you're watching CNN and Fox News, they're there to engage you and to make you, you know, uh, pissed off or mad. And that's what gets viewers, whereas, like, I don't, like, if somebody listens to my podcast, I don't really care. I'm just here to either inform you, make a laugh, or, or whatever we do. So maybe I do it on, on accident, then, then that's what I do. But those people are actively going on it. And I was going to say about Rush Limbaugh, not a big fan of him, but you have to, as a radio guy, admire a man who who does a radio show for, I don't know, how long is it? Like two hours? I don't know how long he does. He does it all by himself and doesn't even talk to the producers, really. Oh, yeah. No, that's something. That's a Herculean mountain to climb that I could not do. No, because I've... Got a lot of people helping him with research. And <laughs> oh, for sure. And regardless stuff, of what you think of 
being but right or wrong. To yell at a void, yeah. To yell at a void, <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, I've tried to do this podcast by myself, and I won't do it anymore. <laughs> so it's it's a very uh, it's a hard it's a hard task. So we're gonna make a cut right here. <laughs> 